Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, if we can... Um He's got the, the background noise. Yeah. Benny G's doing a bit of clean up. He's gotten a bit excited here. He's we trying must. to clean up his vocab and mind, I think. Um, yeah, kicking tea back now, so lock him in. Kalen Ponger. Trials edition of the SC Report podcast. It's JT here, and we're going a little against the grain this time around. So we don't normally do this because generally two is fine, but three is a crowd. But we decided to go the first ever SC Report three-way that I can remember, as it is affectionately known. So with me, are familiar voices that you would have been hearing over the last couple of weeks as we've reviewed some uh, teams over the trials, and with me I've got Lakey, or Semi, as he's better known on the site, and Benny G, a new addition to the lineup during the year, so welcome guys. How's this going to go? Could be anything, mate. Yeah, looking Could forward to anything. the three-way. Benny G, let Lakey go first, I like it, the etiquette <laughs> down pat. So what we're going to do in this little post-trials uh, wrap is firstly to go through all of the key sort of findings from over the last couple of weeks. So who's surprised, who's shocked, who looks like a bolter, uh, really just how the teams have gone. Uh, we'll then follow that up with what's basically a mid-range frenzy this year. So we're all going to have to choose these sort of mid-range plotter kind of guys, find a diamond in the rough. Uh, we've cast our eye over a few names and we're just going to go through who we reckon uh, is a lock for our side based on that. Uh, following that, we're going to do a little 90-second rush. So as part of the three-way, we're going to take 30 seconds each on some player versus player matchups. some of the key decisions that we're all trying to get our heads around in the lead-up to the big round one, Teamless Tuesday next week. Uh, we'll then wrap it up there, just see how our teams are going, a little bit about what's on the site and what you can expect to hear on the podcast in the weeks to come. But I guess without further ado, we'll get straight into the trials. So very last uh, round of trials happened over the weekend. So a fair bit of injury carnage as we go through some of the teams. So what we've done is taken the Fox Sports analysis. They've graded uh, every team based on how they went in the trials. We've just sort of cast our eye over some of the key super coach implications over the last couple of weeks for those sides. So I'll let you start, Lakey. Now I've got the Storm as an A-plus for their couple of wins that they've posted. Uh, I think we were robbed. Benny G, Cowboys 22-14. That doesn't read, read particularly right. We must have had our C-grade side on at that stage. But You guys came back in that one too, didn't you? <laughs> I think the Storm had well and truly put the cue in the rack there, but they looked uh, pretty 
Well, basically, like they hadn't lost a step like they always do. Uh, anything key from Supercoach that caught your eye there? Um, mostly just Munster. He looks pretty good this year already. He's steering the team around and taking on a bigger role with um, with Hughes, his halves partner. But they say like he's been training with Cooper Cronk through the off season, and it's just, it just looks like his kicking game's a little bit better. His decision making's a bit better. Um, so. Who knows? He could be going up a notch. He might have a few less of those forty-point games that he had last year. Well, I mean, they're not the worst anyway. His floor is incredible. Yeah, like I had absolutely. him, and he, he was yeah, not always setting the world on fire, but he still knocked out forty points a well, game. Well, halves are so up and down, and if a guy's scoring forty, I think his lowest score was you know forty, forty-one or something like that. And if that's his absolute basement, then you're laughing. Mm. Harry Grant, Benny G, Brandon Smith out. Yeah, just got to see how many minutes he actually gets. Um, it'd be good if he um, was able to get a release to the Tigers. That would have been oh, released his potential. <laughs> what a round. Legend. And, geez, this is the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm. They could, they could doctor something up. They could make it work. Grief. Yeah, another, another thing I was looking at was um, I was keen to see who was going to be in the centres. I mean, Branko Lee was someone that I was really hoping might break through, well, but it kind of looks like. I reckon Olam's got one side locked up. Yep. Um, and yeah, the Seve with the other maybe. Seve and Lee. He looked he looks good at the out. nines. Branko. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much tackling going on at the nines though. So. <laughs> he, he doesn't Craig get tackled Bell. anyway. Yeah, it's exactly brilliant right. for him. So, can't imagine Craig Bell and his patience getting tested too often by Branko in this season. <laughs> good lord. Um, so that's probably about it. Supercoach Spectre, they've hit the ground running. Uh, I think we all expected that. Probably not too many surprises. Uh, we'll get. Looks likely that we'll get Harry Grant for at least three or four rounds while Brandon Smith's injured, but then you'd imagine Smithy just comes straight back in. Smith should slot straight back in, and they've been talking about, I think Bellamy came out during the week or two weeks ago to say that Smithy will be getting more rest this year, whether he wants it or not. Um, You know, father time, undefeated. So Mm. he's just, maybe that, you know, that'll put him, put Cook out in that little bit of a a cushion on that premier. It was close last year, but... Uh, those are some weary legs. Next on the Fox Sports list, they got the Rabbitohs down as an A+. So they had a tight win over Parramatta in the first trial, with basically a second-string side for a lot of it, and then came back strongly yesterday to uh, beat the Dragons quite comfortably, 26-12. Uh, to 12. So they're a bit out of that game, but I think uh, basically top of the news list there, lateral. Latrell debuting at fullback for the Rabbitohs. Oh, uh, did, did you see that try assist? Oh, we talked about it, yeah. Miracle ball. It was brilliant. Wide. I think Fox Sports played that up well and truly, but uh, it had a bit of an up and down game, so put a ball down at fullback, and by all accounts struggled a bit with minutes, and I guess that's the big worry for him moving from a centre role where, as Joe Fitz would say, he ran the ball about three or four times a game, lazy Latrell, to all of a sudden you're at the forefront of the attack in Fielding kick, fielding balls off kicks and... Well, not fielding it. bombs. <laughs> not fielding bombs. Uh, what did you like about him? Like, anything caught the eye? Are you willing Mate, to take that risk? I'm not taking the punt. He's far too expensive for what we don't know he can do at fullback at the moment. And as you said, there's every likelihood that AJ's on the bench just to give him a spell when because he, he can't run out that full 80. At, as a fullback. That's, as a fullback. That's crazy. Mm. So, you know, they'll, they might flick him out onto the edge again and put AJ back there for spells. So just I'll wait till his price drops until he gets the hang of the position. Mm. Uh, another one on the sheet here is doing quite well. Um, came out of nowhere, but the remaining Burgess brother, Tom Burgess, had a reasonably strong game. I don't think he quite cracked 100 metres, but 
Uh, he's really going to have to take that forward pack by the scruff of the neck. He's probably one of those mid-range guys we'll get a bit into later. Um, but yeah, outside of you know, losing Sam Burgess, Cameron Murray shifting to the edge, uh, a lot needs to be done in the middle of the field. So maybe a guy like Tom Burgess is due a couple of price rises. Uh, Cameron Murray, Benny G, what do you reckon? I'm just inter- interested to see how many minutes he plays. Um, that's that's the big question mark over him. I'd completely ruled him out as soon as I knew he was going to the second row, but that could be good. That could mean those minutes are extended. Um, I just want to see, I guess, who's going to be on the bench come TLT to see if he's going to get extended minutes or not. I don't know how many minutes Liam Knight's going to play or Jaden Sewer. I don't think he really plays that many 80-minute games either. So it's it, it could mean that he plays 80 minutes and then we're... If you don't pick him up, you'll be Sewell's going to be on the upper, other side of the field, um, and you think he'll be rotating with Lowe when they're sort mm. of back in the team together. So I don't know that mm. he'll take too much of Murray's minutes. Um, but there's another middle guy, Patrick um, Margot, I think it is. Yeah, did he, did he get killed? Injured? But then, yeah, Tory's pack. So, yeah, right. looks good. Good. So that's um, that's a little bit less you know, competition for those middle minutes if they push him back into lock when um, Knight needs a breather. Another guy that they've had down is playing 75 minutes, and he looks like firming for a sort of cheapy spot off the bench, but I don't know why I did this, but I'm going to give it a go. Uh, Kolawamatangi, I think I tried that yesterday, practiced overnight. Kolawamatangi, a forward cheapy, I think he starts bargain basing at about 171k, Uh, but he played 75 minutes once Jaden Sewell went off the field for an HIA, so... That's huge, shows he's got definitely the motor to play, whether he gets the minutes um, that we'd be hoping for coming off the bench. In a reasonably stacked board pack, um, we'll wait and see, but that'll be a godsend, I'd imagine, uh, if we could get, I think he's a dual position, front row, second rower, um, 25, 30 minutes off the bench at bargain basement, that'll do me. Mm, absolutely. Um, you, you don't want to see anyone get hurt, never want to see anyone get hurt, but if that sewer HIA just drags into round one and, you know, double K can get on and... Double K? Double K. All right, should have told me that one before. No, I wanted to see how you went. <laughs> you actually did really well. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, like, the kid can play. He just needs the minutes. So he just got to get on the field and prove himself. Uh, by all accounts, Adam Reynolds, Cody Walker had a reasonable sort of game. Cody Walker's one of those you know, up and down sort of characters. Um, I was a bit worried about how he'd go this year with Latrell there too. Well, it's stealing the thunder, Latrell. A little bit. And mm. another that's pair of hands that's got to go through. That is a lethal spine. Once Latrell gets the fullback minutes into his legs, that is really, without doubt the best in the game, isn't it? It'd be up there now that um, Latrell's left the Roosters. And mm. so he's brought all that over to, to Redfern, but the backs are only going to go as well as the forward pack is going to allow them lay the platform. And without the Burgesses, the Suttons, and the other Burgesses, <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew there was one more. Um, but, yeah, the, who knows how those big guys are going to go up front. Moving on, their arch rivals, Sydney Roosters. So they have had one of the most disrupted preseasons that I can remember of any side before. So completely missed the Nines with their first string squad, went over to the UK to play in World Club Challenge, won that 
uh, quite handsomely, uh, came back and got an absolute... Wow, Lakey's going off already, we did say. But no team has ever won the comp after having 50 put on them. 58-0. <laughs> Count the Roosters out this year, they're done. I reckon there was about seven games of first-grade experience on that field, and the Knights just tore it to shreds. I mean, good thing you did. You only can I only play what's in front of you, but... Are you taking anything out of that game? I get, we'll get to the Knights later. On, yeah, but I no. guess we'll stay with the Roosters. Um, Luke Carey killed it over in St. Helens. Um, it's now his side to direct around. No Kronk. Um, big question marks over whether he can then. Uh, it's really the first time he's been given a side and sort of effectively this is yours. Well, I think that's why they brought Kronk in a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. not only to win the comps, and you know, but that, to guide those halves into the next phase. So this is Kiri's chance to show what Kronk's been teaching him and, and take the reins by the horn. The reins by the horn. The reins, yeah. Mixed metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teddy went quite well over in the WCC, Benny G. Well, he, I feel like he didn't have to do that. That much, oh, really. But. He never does. And he's <laughs> consistently uh, number one in Supercoach. No, I think um, the big one for me was probably Tupo in that game. I think we spoke about him in the last pod, but he took about 21 runs. He almost ran for 200 metres. He's just going to be unstoppable if they kick it to the corner and he goes up to get the ball this year. That it's, kicking rule is going to help him so much. I really hope so. Someone am I. He's too expensive for me to start at the moment, but he's someone I'm looking at very we'll closely. 520, yeah, that's... Premium to start the season. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you're banking on the real change. Uh, Joey Manu. So we were just saying off air before we started here in yesterday's pod, uh, Benny G and I laid down the first stake bet between each other for the year. So Joey Manu, 55. I went the unders. Benny G's gone the overs. And where did you land, Lakey? I'm going to have to back JT. I think it's going to go under. Right, and that's why you're up premium price range on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good form, although I would, if you've listened to anything of mine the last season or so, my uh, stake bets don't tend to end too well. But I kind of just figure you're due, though. New Year, New Year, thank you. Yep. Uh, anyone else from the Roosters, guys? TKO. Oh, yeah, Benny G's fan. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be pushing that that premium barrier for the front rollers, and if anything happens to Flanagan, he's got the kicking tee. So. Well, I think we said, Benny G mentioned yesterday, that Flano basically hooked himself from the rollover in uh Britain and um, TKO stepped up and nailed him. So uh, hopefully, well, for Supercoach perspective, that's sort of uh, boosting his points potential for the year. Uh, anything else, guys? Sam Beryl's there as a hooking option with Jake no. Friend. Well, I had a look. Um, I think Beryl's played like seven minutes. Or I think it was less. It was less like five that. minutes, yeah. yeah. So for any like, potential friend owners, that's huge. Yeah, it, when Friend's healthy, he's, you know, top three hooker in the comp. So playing 76 minutes, he's going to rack up just that in tackles. Mm. So we'll get to a friend. He's one of our uh, player v player matchups later in the pod, but uh, he is a very interesting prospect at the moment. Uh, greatest team of all time, 2015. Never forget Cowboys B plus for the trials. I guess that's factoring in the nines as well because we were a little disappointing last uh, Saturday against the Storm. Uh, Benny G, super coach perspective from our boys. Ah, uh, that's a. Got a gun second role there called Jason Tamalolo. Yep. He's um about I think he's the only cowboy I've got on my team at the moment. Um, just get him in. Sacrilegious. Surely just have to have him. Right. Uh, Lakey, from a unbiased perspective, uh, anything that caught your eye from the Cowboys over the preseason? Val Holmes, SN. HTF. HTF. It was 
I, I'm just praying he sort of gets a call up to the top 30 at some stage because he'll be instantly in. Insane. I, mean, I like Holmes, but I don't know. I think he might adjust a little bit. He's been away for 18 months or whatever it is. It's a huge punt if you're bringing Val Holmes in. He's played all right in a couple of trials that he's had there, um, given, a, I think, 40 minutes against the Storm as well, combined with Morgo for a try. And he um, looked quick. Like, he hasn't lost his speed, but... And that was a big question as well, given he bulked up so much um, to go over to NFL, where it's more impact sort of thing. Listen to me. Talking to you. Weren't you the one that asked me what the Super Bowl was? (laughs) How'd that go? (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so Val looks like he's sort of hit the ground running, but not for me, for Supercoach and anyone else, I don't think. Uh, SN Masters isn't goal kicking. That virtually wipes him out. That might even raise his... Average compared to what he did last <laughs> year. By the time he hooked himself from the duties entirely, I think he'd lost, I don't know how many, what his potential points were from the missed goals and all that, but something incredible. Tigers fans, one of our mates, Timmy, would love to see the back of him. Uh, nothing much else there from the Cowboys. I did write it in my article there. Frank Moller has been one of our standouts for uh, last, last year. He won the Coaches Award, so he was fantastic off the bench. Uh, looks primed for some extended minutes this year. We'll take Josh Maguire's place for round one. Cohen Hess? Cohen Hess. I mean, we'll talk about it a bit more later, but... He's one of those mid-range roughies. He came back to earth a little bit last week. He was a little sluggish out there. Um, did get the starting second row spot, and that's what people are hoping for at that price range. So uh, expect to see him named there for round one, but whether or not he gets the minutes you need from him, that's the big question, Mark. Uh, Panthers, B minus. Uh, anything you saw, boys? Um, no. Uh... <laughs> okay. Right, move it right <laughs> not really. Just uh, I'm I'm on Cleary, so I don't know if you guys are or not. I think you could I be on Moses potentially, but I don't. I, but I want Cleary. I think he'll just dominate. Yeah, he looks good. He looked really good yesterday. Him and Moses put on a show. Mm-hmm. So Cleary was a standout for mine. Yeah, I think it was a Cleary scored and then Moses scored and then Moses went, oh, i got to get it a second. Yeah, i got to put, yeah. But, um, yeah, so they look good. Um, Luai? Luai, yeah, he looks he unsure for all money. Yeah. Like the 5'8", and then out of nowhere, um, Matt Burton. Yeah. Came on and killed it. So well, Watson in his Panthers right up on the site earlier the year tagged Burton as one to watch. Yep. And... Um, yeah, he's even taking leaps and bounds in his preseason. Did so, Burton play last year at all? Uh, maybe he must have gotten a I feel like yeah, he's, he's I've seen him around two hundred k. So he must have had one game potentially. Yeah, I think you hate that. Do yeah. coaches never think about the following season, super no. coach? Jesus. Honestly, just rude. Uh, Dylan Edwards out until about round seven, uh, I think, with an ankle injury. So Caleb Aikens looks to have taken his spot. Aikens a bit of a tricky sort of price. Well, he's only available at fullback, only isn't fullback, he? Yeah. yeah, and I think that's an absolute logjam. So I don't think much super coach relevance there unless you see see him you know, going massive in those first seven rounds while he's given a chance. Uh, Coruscant, probably one very popular player in the hooking rotation. By all accounts, had a great combination with Cleary going out there, so ticked all the boxes for me. Um, he's locked into my side. I don't know about you guys. I've got him too. Uh, I was telling Nick just before this that starting with Cook and Appy at the moment, very expensive in the mm. booking position, but um, Cleary's come out during the week or even today and said something like he wants to Appy to push towards 80 minutes and 
if he can do that, he's going to be a 60-plus average. Sure, he was at 600k a year or two ago. Like, he's got the pedigree in this game to do it. He was just splitting time last year with Viner, so that held him back. So Yeah, and he's, as I say, Kenny's out for a couple of rounds, and they experiment a little bit with Luai on the going to hooker when they gave Appy a rest the other day, so maybe they'll do that throughout the game as well. But as I say, if they want him to play 80, then every chance he probably tries, at least. Uh, pot option that you talked about, Benny G, moved to lock for a little bit in this game, but Isaiah Yo. Yeah, so I, I think I just saw his stats from the trial, even though it's obviously it's the, it's the trial game. They were pretty impressive at that lock position. I went back through all his stats last year, and at lock he actually played pretty well. I just don't know where he will play the season. Obviously, they didn't have Kickout or JFH for that game, so just depends where he is placed. But if he's at lock, I might even pop him in my centre wing. Yeah, we're getting into the dregs here. Sorry, Dragons fans. B minus. Uh, we haven't got down to the Knights yet. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Where are they? Uh, Dragons, tough loss yesterday against the Rabbits. Flogged you guys uh, in round one, in yeah. round one trial with, I think, you were a, basically the A team out there. Embarrassing. Yep. Uh, anything you liked from the Dragons, Lakey? Lomax looked a world beater against the Knights and looked rubbish last week in the Charity Shield. So. I don't, I don't yep. know what to do with him. It's a tough one, but he's that fullback of crowing him yesterday. Um, <laughs> such a good first trial. Um, again, like 300k for a starting fullback and tough game yesterday. Couldn't get anything. And going. a kicker. Goal kick. And a goal kicker. And a goal kicker. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. I'm not seeing the dollar signs like I was yesterday flashing before the eyes, but still for me, that's roll goal for super coach. Yeah. So, I'd imagine there's nothing that's changed with him. There for mine. Um, Jordan Pereira, four tries against you. He looks like he's locked down a wing spot uh, for round one. There was a few sort of cheapies floating around there for the Dragons, but unfortunately for Supercoach, looks like Pereira and Rabalala have won those spots. Yeah, I think there's still chats that Saab might get the wing spot over Rabalala, but I don't know. Mm. And Pereira's 470. Are you going to have him in your team? Oh, no. no. And well, then he's no. not playing Newcastle every week. Exactly. <laughs> And then there's chats that Sailor might um, jag a spot on the bench. Mm. That'd be nice. And then he'll come on. I think they'll do a shuffle where Hunt will go to Hooker, and then they'll play maybe oh. Lafayette at 5'8 or something like that, and he might slot into the centre. Is this, something is this wild. Mary with his <laughs> Corey Normans, Widdops, and yeah. all over again? I thought, I thought it was all cleared up. <laughs> Have you ever seen a Simpsons episode where Bart becomes the quarterback, Homer like forces him to play quarterback yeah. over Nelson, and Homer's got this little virtual football thing, and it starts oh, vibrating around. So okay, Millhouse, you run, <laughs> twirl around, you fall over. I reckon that's basically how Mary's coaching these days, but who the hell knows? If that happens, <laughs> if Lafayette's playing at 5 <laughs> Uh, Trent Merrin came off the bench in Charity Shield, played about 30, 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, went okay, but nothing that screamed the house down. No, I think the fact that he started on the bench wasn't great, but obviously he did come back from a, was it a hammy injury the week before or something? So that's yeah, why they rested him. So maybe they just popped him on the bench just to give him a bit more of a rest. But, but um, 20 something tackles, 11 runs in 30 minutes. That's not the worst. No, not. Not horrible, but uh, maybe just wait to see how his fitness is. 
Uh, Bulldogs, B minus. So I had a win over the Sharks. And then, the Bulldogs. And then a very it was a <laughs> scrappy loss to the Raiders, 12-10 uh, in B last Saturday. Um, not much that excites me from a super coach perspective from the Dogs. Uh, don't know if you guys saw anything else. Dean Britt, uh, weirdly, trickily priced sort of forward. He's moved there from Bunnies and has gone all right in the trials. So looks like he's going to take some minutes there. But anything else for the doggies? Maybe if Stimson gets on the field. Yep. Another second rower. You know, surprising at the dogs. <laughs> Um, if I can throw out probably the one guy who's not playing second row, Brennan Wakem, there's a chance he jags a 5-8 spot and he's about 250, I think. Playing in those attacking lethal weapons, the Bulldogs. We'll see how they go. Do they, do they have any cheapies at all? I'd imagine they'd have some benchy The whole team is cheapies, isn't it? <laughs> they, they started two um, rookie um, center wings, I'm pretty sure, but I think that's because DWZ didn't play. Yeah. He got hurt in the All-Stars game. Yes, yeah, so they moved. Um, Weirdly, I think the Bulldogs team is relatively set. Like, they yeah. seem to be got guys in every position there. You know, Elliot keeps jagging a lock position somehow. Um, the only cheapie that's going to come through is possibly in the halves, but even then. Hmm. I don't think I've... Looked at a single dog, maybe Hopper. CHN? CHN, who knows? He looked good in the All Stars game. He looked really good. Dean Pay was probably watching. uh, How am I going to ruin this? He's probably watching Better Homes and Gardens. I don't (laughs) think he's bothering. I think it was the second Raiders try yesterday. It was a Sam Williams just. He just. He ran just right past CHN, and I was like, what are you doing, man? Saving yourself for the season proper. Any excuse the pagan find, I'm sure he'll use. Uh, everyone's favourite, Gold Coast Titans, B minus. Middle of the pack, well done, Gold Coast, on a fantastic win over one of our favourite sides, Brisbane a stirring win. It's inspirational stuff. Who we love, and we'll never complain about on this podcast again. Uh, Titans look surprisingly. Uh, oh, Firing, attacking, spreading the ball wide. Tyrone Peachy was setting tries up, um, setting the world on fire out at centre. Um, looked great. Uh, Ash Taylor even uh, looked steady well, out there. He's yeah. got a long road to go back. Looked better. Looked better. He's had a tough couple of seasons. He's fit, and that's what you want to see. He's out there mm. running around, which is a good start. Confidence player, you'd imagine, in that sort of mid-300Ks. Uh, he could go north very quickly if they somehow managed to get a roll on. Um, outside of that, anything that you guys saw? Bryce Cartwright? Yeah, the party <laughs> is back. I'm willing to look at him. I, I swore I never would ever again. I'm glad but we've got no state bets with other pods. Brian James is gone for the year, and Bryce Cartwright looks the most likely option to slot in at starting second row. I don't what think he's, he's not priced. Nicely to pick him up. He was almost 500. Didn't he? Yeah. Last year, I can understand because he was at that 200k mark, but this year, don't do it. Took the Titans to the semis in the NRL nines, which, as we all know, are the. Uh, he he holy himself grail. did. <laughs> the Just him. Sorry, no, Cartwright's 397, so I gave him a 100k bonus. <laughs> That's all he needs. Uh, Sam he's moved. He's still uh, marked down as a Warriors board uh, on the NRL, on the Supercoach app, but he's. In the off-season move to the Titans and in Shannon Boyd's absence, led from the front there. I think he's priced around 240k, so he's not the worst. And if he can get a starting spot, uh, he becomes an option there at front row. It's where he's locked into, unfortunately. But 
Uh, anyone else from the Titans, boys? Jai. Jai. Who? <laughs> Future Rabbit Jai Arrow. Where the coach is going to play for 40 minutes. On well, Matt, you're riding out this year. He you know. did look pretty. He's well. not. He's not. Is he 40. the only person in the history of NRL to get sent off in a in a trial game? <laughs> he got binned yesterday. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bloody Broncos. Penalties, Broncos. Broncos. <laughs> Sorry, our favourite side, favourite Queensland side. Uh, so you guys have got him in? I don't. I do. I would like to, but no, not yet. I think he plays extended minutes this year. I think he just has to. I mean, as much as all that off-field stuff has got to be clouding his head, um, he's young enough, and he showed, seemed to show enough in the trial there to show it's not really having that much of an effect. Um the Titans season goes south, does he still get big minutes or does the coach with your Holbrook just ride him into the ground and send him to south of broken man? <laughs> Eighty minute games. If you're listening, games. Holbrook. <laughs> Friend of the show. Uh, enough about Titans, the Raiders. Um, very big super coach relevant moves in the off season here. I guess start with the big one who we've all have been looking at, uh, but recent recruit from the UK Super League, George Williams. Um, tough start to life at the Green Machine. Yeah, it's going to take a little while for the combinations to click, but all reports are he's got a super coach friendly game. He was one of the best guys over there in, in the Super League. Um, so, which one of the recent 700 UK halves, fullbacks, wings are you talking about? I feel like I've heard that before. Heard that every year. <laughs> Tompkins, the most recent one that I can remember. The thing that the thing that Williams has going for him is there's about 15 other UK players in the Raiders team and the Raiders, you know, the Canberra weather is right, pretty so similar to over there in UK. I mean, the big thing for me is that They've lost basically their entire right edge. So yeah. Leigh has gone, John Bateman's out for two months, and now you've got George Williams trying to step in there where Aiden Caesar was. Now, it's a completely revamped Raiders side, so yeah, are they even going to shift the ball Instead of throwing the ball to Bateman and Leilua and Rapana, <laughs> he's throwing it to Horsburgh and possibly Curtis Scott and Kodrick. So, mm. yeah. Curtis Scott, we wrote off entirely. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's playing he's in the trial, trial, shaping up for round one. Yeah, Touche, NRL. Uh, name you mentioned there, Horsebrough, the horse. The horse. Anything you like? It's in my team. All right. Yeah, well, he's got two months in that starting role, you'd imagine. So, what's he currently priced at? 360 odd. So, not the worst. And he's just 375. Blake is just so intense. You just know he's going to rack up the tackles, um, put shots on, take the ball up. But he's a middle player, and that's where he gets all his work, and he's out on the edge now. So he's got to find some attacking stats. He's not going to get through the same work that he had. They've got Tarpany playing at lock, who wants to stay there from all reports. Mm. I mean, that's not ideal, I guess, from the super coach. You want the reverse. I guess you Tarpany on the edge, running those lines and the horse for um, racking up the base stats. But... I guess we'll see you come Teamless Tuesday. Uh, anything else, guys? Not Great really. Answer. I think we can probably talk about the mm. horse a little later. Eels, C+. Uh, a bit of a shaky couple of games for them. So a loss to the Bunnies and then a draw against Penrith. Uh, back and forth with Mitchell Moses. But for mine, he's a lock. Everyone's talked him up. And I guess that could be the worry that there's a lot of pressure on him. Coming out of the west of Sydney. Do so we have his um, ownership stats? Oh, he'd be up there, I'd say 25, if we're going to take a punt on it. But 
He's he was one of the first picked in my side. He's a goal kicker. Um, his Parramatta side looks uh, the goods outside of these shaky couple of games, but settled side. Um, saw what he did against our favourite side, the Broncos, in that final series. Like he's in a zone at the moment, and I think you got to strike while the iron. Thirty-four percent. That's a yeah. lot of people. Fourteen percent have clearing. Fourteen. And yeah. 34 from there. It's a huge disparity. But anything that... Have you got him in your side? No. 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 You both got Cleary. Correct. No. <laughs> no. Ben Hunt. going to be rather interesting. Yeah. <laughs> 1% Ben Hunt. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard, new recruit, as well as Ryan Madison. Uh, quiet games from them, uh, which is a little surprising, I guess, um, given both the quality of player that they are and... Um, especially Matto with a point to prove with all that kerfuffle in the off-season. So um, I think you, Lakey, were a little more settled on Matto in our last pod. Has anything changed? It has. I found a little bit more cash and I upped him to Lolo. So well, can't go wrong. Yeah, lock him in for the season. Good call, Lakey. You're on fire today. <laughs> um, not much else for me from Para there. You got Nathan Brown floating around, Sean Lane. Um, Brown looked good yesterday. Typical Brown effort, get through the work, but it's just a lot, lot of guys at that price it. range. And especially all together playing in that, that one side. So it is a very stacked side. Uh, Sharks, C, plus, uh, bottom end. So had a reasonable win against the Eagles, but today, um, big news out uh, Matt Moylan. Uh, shockingly out with injury. Oh, <laughs> it's not hamstring, so it's his calf this time. So cannot catch a break. Um, basically, the rehab ward at Cronulla is just absolutely overflowing at the moment with Dugan gone uh, as well, and the whole thing with Josh Morris up in the air. It's just crazy. But a couple of cheapies on the radar, potentially. Hopefully. I mean, Will Kennedy could step in and at fullback, but then it's just how long does he stay there? Mm. When does... Moylan come back. Calf's an old man injury, and Moylan looks about 12, so it doesn't really <laughs> add up. But his body is bloody held together by tape at the moment, poor boy. But that's it. You've got to take the punts on how long these sort of guys are going to stick around. It sounds like almost worst case, I think, was the phrase that they put out when they announced his injury today. So given his history, um, don't know if they'll be rushing him back. So uh, potentially quite a few games to make a hefty price rise for him. Uh, Connor Tracy, Benny G, I don't know if you know much about him. Uh, he apparently killed it as a utility over the weekend. So I'd imagine Blake Braley needs a bit of help. Uh, I don't know that he can get through 80 minutes each game. And it looks like Connor Tracy has put his hand up uh, based on his performance there. Do you think that he'll jag a bench spot? Well, it just depends. I mean, how much Braley was probably averaging about 30 minutes last year with his brother, I guess, there. So it's a big step up there. You'd imagine... I guess you could double that in his age and his build. So maybe he gets 20, 25 at best. Uh, this little spark off the bench. I think there's talks that Magulius could set up and maybe play a little hooker role as well. That'd be nice. He must be in a fair few sides of Billy Magoo. Uh, Will Kennedy, we talked about him. Anyone else that you guys saw? Cronulla, Jack Williams. I think you're big on Lakey. Jack A. Williams? Yeah, Jack A. Williams. <laughs> Wait, is that the right one? I don't know. <laughs> Um, the yeah. one that's like 400k. Yeah, the one that's yeah. 400. Okay, I'll have to change my approach then. Um, no, he looks good. He got through some work yesterday, and I'd be interested. But again, there's a couple of guys around that price range I've gone elsewhere. Um, you like him, though, Nick? Yeah, he was probably the fourth or fifth 
person I picked on my team. Um, I just want him to get the minutes, and that's the big problem with the the back row or the lock position, the forwards at Sharks this year. I just don't know where all the minutes are going to go that um, Gallon's left behind. I think Gal probably played a few, ex- a few extra minutes that he probably should have last year because it was his last season. So I'm hoping that most of his minutes go to Williams, but I can also see the likes of Woods or Gallen Fifi getting more. 49 minutes a game last year. What about towards the end of the season? I feel like he played... More yeah, extended. Yeah, sort of upped it from about around. And I feel like that was just a. Yeah, I feel like they just like just send him off and give him they some extra just minutes. Refused to go off. Yeah. <laughs> One last little stats pump up. That's a big gal. Uh, West Tigers. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is there another C plus side? Where's the nuts? We're going to know a little further down. Pages, I didn't I make the list. This yeah. is Fox Sports doing like the, my apologies. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so Tigers bounced back with a very handy win over the Warriors uh, yesterday, Sunday time. Uh, big loss to Penrith in week one, so still trying a few combinations out. It wasn't their best side there, but yesterday I guess is more of the uh, showing and they seem to do quite well, all things considered. Uh, anyone from there caught your eye? Luciano Leilua. Big Lucy. 60 Lucy minutes. Lou. Yeah, played really well. Linked up well with, his, um, with uh, BJ as well and then Nofo. Mm. Lethal combination. What's the new names? It's not Leipana, it's now... Leiluma. Leiluma. Yeah, that's just as easy. I think Wilf tweeted out Leiluma. No, Wilf, too much. I, I actually tried saying that in my head and I gave up. I'm like, no, yeah, I don't like it. Easy enough to write, not enough to say, and we struggle enough with basic names here, but... Um, any love for Joey Leilua? Obviously, Lucy's um, the big one. I guess Supercoach um, now gets a starting role. Um, has a very handy game, Supercoach perspective. So he's looks like he's done enough to nail it down anyway. Trickily priced, but yeah, four thirty. He's one of those mm-hmm. guys right in the middle. Does have upside. He killed the end of last year. Yeah. With the brother there, everything looks like it's firing. Um, Billy Walters sharing time with Josh Reynolds. Interesting one. Yeah, from a little things I read here and there, and I couldn't even tell you where it was, but Billy Walters, uh, Tigers fans think he'll play 30 before 30 towards the end of the game. Right. So around 60 with uh, Reynolds playing, you know, 10 to 15. Just something else, that utility. You know, yeah. They, they played Reynolds there yesterday and looked handy enough, I think, as well in the first trials. Uh, he's played there. It looks to be the only spot they've got for him 
And if that's the case, I'm locking Walters in. You can get him at hooker or halfback. Mm. And it's at 200k. Is he currently in your team? He is in my team. Uh, bench halfback. Right. I've got him there as well. Interesting. So another cheapie to keep our eye on come Teamless Tuesday. Anything else, Tigers guys? Zane Musgrove caught my eye. Yeah. Um, he had a Supercoach friendly game when he was at the Bunnies and then found himself in a bit of hot water and has missed a year or two. But um, he's apparently been one of their best all preseason. So it could be in line for a starting spot and another that's only 200k. Is he dual? Is he front just row? front row just only, front row. unfortunately? Okay. Oh, well. It seems all of our best GPs are front row only. <laughs> Can we add some extra spots there? It's a utility role. Uh, here they are. Look, they even got a passing grade. How nice of them. Newcastle Knights. Lakey, I'm just going to let you. It's a bit upsetting when a 58 nil win over the reigning premiers gets you up to a C minus. Take it up with Mr. Murdoch, mate. This is On it. his rag. <laughs> Anyway, run us through the night. Spenny G and I will give you your little soapbox. I don't know what there is to run through, really. It's Matautia is out for a few weeks, done his knee in the first um, trial loss. That's probably why we lost to the Dragons. Probably hurt. Mm. Um, uh, he was at the 26-point difference. Yeah. There, was he? Yep. Pretty yeah. close to it, yeah. I think he scored you that, Benny G, in the buy round last year. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Um, so as it stands at the moment, judging by yesterday's or the day before trial, we've got Clemmer and Dan Safidi both in the forward uh, front row pack. Um, Barnett's going to push out to the right to fill in for Sione and SASA is going to play in lock at the time being. Talking through these centre wings, log your guess is as good as mine, man. I think um, Shiver's got one lockdown for whatever reason. Uh, outside of him, uh, Hunt is playing on the wing. And then i got no idea. So Bradman Best, what's he looking like in terms of being able to crack that side coming back? I think into... he'll come back into it, but just when? Um, he was in a moon boot last I saw, so that's a couple of weeks out still. Um, Tuala just signed an extension today. Right. So yeah, maybe he's in the running. But yeah, I, I don't know. Mog is already injured. <laughs> Poor bloke. He'll catch a trick. So nothing much to do in Supercoach-wise there. No, I say I'm steering clear of Man Steel. We spoke about it last time. I'm not going anywhere near him. Um, Tex Hoy, or as some of killed it on the site yeah. have nicknamed him Sex Toy. <laughs> I've not seen that. Uh, I thought that was one of the better ones. So kudos to bad. whoever came up with that on our side. Mr. Toy. Um, so, yeah, um, O'Brien's come out and said that if he had a crystal ball and, ball and knew he was so good in the 5'8 position, he would have run him there more across the preseason. So I think he'll end up jagging a 5'8 spot at some point. But Crossland's going to come back. you got mm. Lino there. Man, I just don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to play Kurt Mann in round one, and then he's going to go and play 10 minutes every yep. week after that yep. as some sort of utility, go on the wing. Absolutely. So he'll start and take the steam out of the game and let Connor Watson come on and take the rest of it. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, that sounds just about my 2019 summed up. So Kurt Mann, steer clear, gospel according to Lakey. Uh, we're getting into the failures here. Uh, New Zealand Warriors. <laughs> we haven't gotten to our favourite Queensland season. <laughs> New Zealand Warriors, uh, tough loss yesterday. They were horrible in the nines and then a close loss to, by and large, a second string storm side over there. Um, David Pusatua, I guess, is the big mover 
possible shift to the centres. So you spent a fair bit of time there over the last couple of weeks. Um, does that do anything for you for the Fuss? Yeah, bit. His base is going to be up. What's he priced at? Three forty or something. Mm. Oh, so Mamalo just completely took everything from him last year. They shifted to his side. Yeah. Um, just the force after losing SJ last year, just couldn't get any quality ball out there and fell away. Well, their halves are Nicarima and Green. Mm. And say their best half, CHT, is playing off the bench for fifteen minutes. So. I don't know. Kenny's looking for the unemployment line as well. Did you guys see the? Uh, Prop forward with two last names that I'm not even going to attempt uh, go quite well. This is one of the easier ones, I thought. Right, give it a go, champ. Jermaine Tanua Brown. Yeah, fine. Yep, all right. <laughs> give that one a C. C minus. Yeah, it's probably bench. way off. <laughs> we'll be Waiting great. to hear from Anton. On the... uh, he'd be bargain baseman, front row forward. Yep. Um, Looks like he's um, gone quite well off the bench there in plenty of minutes, so... Firming for a round one spot, um, again, just adds to that cheapy log jam and front row. But good signs, I guess, for the Warriors that they've got these young guys coming through, just recently upgraded to top 30. And the, the thing that they have going for him is Jackson Frey's done his knees out for the year. Um, Parsi's done his ankle. He's going to be trying to get back for a round one. Burr's hurt. Curran's hurt. Um, Bunty did his knee he's out for the year as well so they got a lot of injuries and Sheck hurt his foot yesterday he might not be playing round one either that let's go on Warriors sign bloke might even get a run in if he's at Mount Smart for round one Jesus just, <laughs> just yeah exactly who else is left uh, anything else Warriors boys no I don't think so oh, big big Wade Egan oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> can we forget about him Oh, yeah. So basically falling over the line is the Warriors' first choice, number nine. Uh, mid-range, well, 250k or so. Gonna set the world. Two no. sweetest words in English. Kind <laughs> of set the world on fire. Uh, definite round 12 fire, I reckon, you and I again, Benny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, moving finally on. Jeez, there's not many more to go. Brisbane Broncos. So, didn't make the finals in the nines. <laughs> Lost to Winner Manly. Oh, the well. mighty uh, Seagulls, 16 to 12. 18 16 loss to the mighty North Queensland Cowboys in the wet. And then a surprise loss to the Gold Coast last week at Redcliffe. So, a bit of a tough uh, lead. They're up about 22 6 or something. Uh, 16 0 after about 15 minutes, and the Titans just found a way to come back and. Um, I guess Broncos would have had their... You can't take your foot off against those world-class sides. No. Mate, they are ready to fire this season. Gold Coast Premiers 2020. Uh, Dubs, <laughs> a uh, tough game for the Bronx there. Surely you just got to, if you're the coach there, he's not captain anymore. He's not played a, hand, a good game for years. Uh, they're trying to find a way to stick him in the side, but do you just flick him to Q Cup? Do you owe him anything, really? 800k a year, they owe him. <laughs> Isn't it something like if he plays 15 games, then he can trigger a clause to play like an extra season oh, or something like that? Jeez, oh, they will be hoping he does not. I just hope he gets the flick and they bring Jesse Arthurs in. Hey, I, really, Arthur. I really like the look of Arthurs. Well, Arthurs and also Xavier Coates seem to have overtaken uh, Jermaine Osako in the pecking order there. So Osako demoted to the bench for that trial game. Uh, Coates had the starting spot there. Osako looks all at sea at the moment. 
Well, he's the best thing he had going for him last year was the kicking, and then Stags came on, and you can. He's probably not as good, but mm. he can do the job. So Jermaine's either got to really turn his form around or come up with something else. Because he's gone from basically everyone had him down for fullback this season, and yeah. then all of a sudden Jack Bird's uh, switched there, um, swapped in and out with him during the off-season, and now looks like he's got the inside run. Yeah, Bird basically locked it up in the last trial, I think. Uh, I'm definitely biased on this one. Benny G, you're more of a fan. Anthony Milford... Well, okay. I did watch him in the, against the Cowboys, and he was you know, pretty nippy out there. Set up, I think, two tries, scored another. Um, good signs for him. Yeah, I think I actually had him at one point last year as well. Mm. So I think it just scares, scares me off him. I um, reckon Wilfred talked you into that, for sure. Oh, you probably. <laughs> he, he probably had, I think he had two games where he went quite well, but that was the two that actually didn't play him. Um, but no, I, 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 I've got... Other interest in his position, so but I don't I don't mind the pick. It's just not for me. To floor you guys, I have picked him up so far. He's sitting at my starting five A, but uh, only because I can't get up to Cleary at the moment. Get rid of Cook. Get rid of Milford. A <laughs> 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 uh, lot of uh, issues with their forward pack. So Matt Lodge gone. Uh, looks like a fairly extended About stint on the sideline. Twelve to sixteen, I think it was. Yep. It was an ACL, but not a complete tear, so I think he'll be back at some point. Offer him Gowie suspended for the first two rounds. Alex Glenn also picked up a little injury yesterday, so they're going to be fielding some, uh, not rookies, but some inexperience in that forward pack for the first couple of rounds. But I guess Carrigan and Flegler would be the most relevant super coach guys there. Are they in your side? Carrigan is, yes. Yep. 35 tackles yesterday, 165 metres against the Titans. And he was captaining the side, so surely they, they see him as future. Yeah, apparently looking at about 60-65 at the lock position. Mm. Captain them to a loss against the Gold Coast, though. So I think that might be the last time he ever gets to see against his name, but uh, all good. To be fair, if they're going to keep handing the C to uh, Darbs last year, then anybody can do it. Exactly. <laughs> passed the parcel and Darbs won it about five years ago. Wasn't giving it up. Uh, it's enough about our favourite side, the Broncos. Manly rounding out the 16 here. So um, basically just very disrupted pre-season. Uh, could barely get a, a, a half-strength side out in their loss to the Sharks. Rested DCE, rested Turbo. Um, injuries everywhere. Yeah, in the Desi forwards. doesn't really put much stock in the trial, so he just rests with yeah. his big boys and... I guess it's there. And that's the only age. reason they're below the Broncos on this list. Jervo, <laughs> yeah. um, we talked about him yesterday in our pod, Benny G. He yeah, is in doubt for the first couple of rounds. He's definitely not going to play the first two, you wouldn't imagine, but he's got a shoulder injury uh, that he supposedly carried all of last season. So he's out from a super coach perspective. Adam Fanua Blake gone as well for the early rounds. So uh, Marty Tapel will have to step up in their absence as well as Toa Sipley. Any love for him? Uh, bench for didn't set the world on fire last year, but now it looks like getting a starting run for them over the first couple of weeks. Depends what happens with the boys. I think Kepi's playing starting lock while to um, Jerbo's out, and then if Jerbo comes back, they might move Kepi down the front row because I think he played there at the back end of last year. Always a risk, I guess, with these early. Days cheapies, given that it's not they're not long term injuries to Joe no, and it. Blake. So it's say if it was you know another ten to twelve weeks, you'd be locking Kepi in. But for sure, yeah. 
That brings us to the end of our trials wrap for each team. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to look at some of the mid-ranges that we've got our eye on at centre wing, second row, and front row, finish with some player v player matchups. Welcome back from the break, and to start us off, we're going to be looking at some of the mid-ranges for the front row position. So in the interest of the first ever three-way, we're going to keep it to three minutes each in the interest of time, and you boys are going to tell me one player, Lakey, your front row, Benny G, your second row, and I'll take the mighty centre wing position, picking one mid-range player that we've got our eye on that's in our side for round one. So, Lakey, let me get the timer ready. You have got three minutes to tell me your mid-range front row forward of choice. Uh, I don't think I can go past Liam Knight at the moment. Um, kid's only young, obviously. Played at the Raiders in 2018 for only about 24 points per game. Kicked on over to South last year and up that to 41 minutes a game at a 1 ppm or uh, sorry a ppm of 1.14 for a 47 average. Um, now that was mostly at prop too, coming off the bench or a couple of starting games um, towards the end of the year, and from about if I just bring this up. The second half of the year from around the origin period to the end of the season, he was playing at a 53 average. So started slow and really kicked on towards the end of the year. And this year, obviously, those big boys are gone. Sam Burgess is out, who played a fair chunk of minutes. They've shifted Murray from lock to the edge, and they're chucking Knight in that lock position. Now, Murray played at uh, 60 minutes a game last year. If we're... Thinking Knight can sort of push up around that time frame. Uh, Murray plays similar on the edge, then kicks over to the middle for another 20. Um, Knight can keep up at 1 ppm, I'm sure of it, and he's looking at around a 60 average. Um, and he's only 430, 440k. So as a starting front rower, available option, that's, that's just money you're going to be adding another 100, 150K up into that gun territory. And that's like guys over um, Woods. Um, Jordan McLean's been talked about a little bit, and so he's cheaper than those guys, and, and he's just going to outplay them. Um, so if you're not taking him, the only other guy in that sort of mid-range that you'd be locking in is um, Carrigan. I don't think we need to talk too much about him. He's a gun in the making. Um, but yeah, night for me. I'll be locking him in. Sounds good. 205 on the clock. Well done, Lakey. Benny G, second row. Three minutes. Who is your mid ranger of choice? Jeez, three minutes and a three way. I'm done, all right? <laughs> <laughs> clock is running. All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, man, Jake. I'm doing well here. <laughs> I'm done. done. I think I'm done. Mid-range, second row of choice, Mr. Three Minutes, Benny G. Uh, Jack Williams. Yep. <laughs> what do you like about Jack Williams from the Color Sharks? Uh, due to start, lock forward, and I'm taking, <laughs> giving you a helping hand here. <laughs> What's his price, Benny G? Why is he uh, your mid-range candidate? He's uh, priced at about 397 <laughs> Yeah. 
And he's got a decent super coach game, doesn't he? So he saw a fair bit of it. To be able to get that price up to the 400k mark shows he's obviously got a fair bit of pedigree. Um, I wish it was Billy Magulius, but it's not. You're recovered? You're good to go? I'm trying. So last year he averaged about 37 minutes in the end. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> he is doing rather well. So you'd almost call him a stayer at those minutes. Absolute stud. Mm. So his PPM is about 1.14. His base PPM is exactly one or just underneath. Um I just remember seeing him playing last year and was just like, once that guy gets good minutes, he'll be an absolute superstar. I'm really hoping he gets 60 at least. I think that'll be – it's a bit tough for him to get that 60-minute mark, but I think if he gets there, then with the 1.14, it's just shy of about 70-odd, I think. And I think at the 397K mark, he can be an absolute gun. The second row um, has oh, – now I'm getting a blowout. The second row has heaps of <laughs> – oh, this is horrible. Sorry, guys. Second row. Honestly, if you've come to this podcast, that's what full professionalism is. <laughs> you're in the wrong spot. 207, you've still got a minute of intense. <laughs> Bring it home, Benny G. Finish strong. Other guys I'm looking at that price is probably um, Luciano Le Lua. Um, he's a PPM of 1.13, which is exactly around Jack Williams. So if he can get the same amount of minutes, maybe even more, he's pr- priced about 40k. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's where you want to finish. That's off. all I got. Was, <laughs> yeah, go on, pump that last <laughs> a little bit down. Finish. Oh, you're horrible. Okay, moving on. So well done, Jack Williams, second row mid ranger of choice for Nick. Uh, so I'll finish. I'm going to steer clear of Williams just for that segment. <laughs> okay. I can't do it. This is off here. Uh, my mid-range centre wing of choice is your best friend from the Knights, Lakey Jesse Ramian. He is far and away the most expensive centre wing that I've got, 422k. Uh, he's moving back to the side where he started his career, started out as an absolute gun. He's definitely uh, trading upwards in that respect in terms of the halves that he's working with. Uh, Plays right centre up there. Going to get plenty of quality ball from the likes of SJ, uh, Chad Townsend. Very well-established halves pairing now with the year under their belt. Um, Bit of a tough price to start at, but I just think the Sharks have the potential to go ballistic uh, from an attacking perspective. One thing that does... Um, sort of worry me a little bit is that they've got quite a tough start to the year. So they're playing a lot of high-quality sides. So they're not you know, going to run rampant over the likes of Newcastle every single week, unfortunately. But Ramian, to me, looks like he's got plenty of upside um, switching sides there. So previously got a highest price of 574k. So with, I guess, current-day Supercoach money, that's nearing the 600k mark. So strung quite a few handy games together in that 2018 season to finish with an average of 53. So I think he's very much firming in my eyes as a potential gun for this season. He's been there before. Uh, he fell away at that uh, useless club a little further north <laughs> New South Wales. C-minus club. Yes. <laughs> the old C-minus club. I reckon if he was playing for you guys yesterday, you probably score Saturday, you score 108 to nil. Uh, Jesse Ramian ticks all the boxes for me. So there's plenty of guys around that price around him like you're looking at SN Masters and 
your boy Joey Manu, Staggs, um, Kurt Capewell even in the centre wing there, Isaiah Yo as a potential option there. We've all talked about him, but I usually like to stick one handy attacking centre wing in my side from the get-go, and this year Ramian is exactly that. That brings us to the end. I managed to get there a little more steadily than you did, Benny G. Uh, we're going to go even quicker now. So, given your form there, I reckon you'll absolutely nail this time. But we're going to move to the player v player matchups to round the pot out here. So, nice and short, in and out. We will get these done in 30 seconds each. So, 90 seconds all up on each of these players. We're going to have a little sound effect that lets us know when we've hit the 90 seconds. We've trialled this. Uh, leading up to the pod, just making sure it's not going to completely destroy your ears. Um, we have tried this. Apologies if it does come through uh, any louder than we'd hoped. But when, once you guys have talked to the 90 seconds, we'll be hearing this one. And it's not going to load for me. So in honour of my... Uh, was that you or was that computer? <laughs> actually sound a lot like me. But in the interest of time... Lakey, you're going to go first. Benny G, you're second again. See how you go on the 30 seconds there, Chief. And then I'll round us out, given I've got control of this little button here. So away we go with the very first matchup, James Tedesco versus Tommy Turbo Lakey. Well, Teddy's obviously the premier player in Supercoach, but if I had to pick the two to start in my classic side, I'm taking Turbo. You're saving about 60k from the starting prices, which is just absolutely pivotal. And taking out injury games last year for Turbo, um, he's about 10 points per game um, underpriced, which is just insane. Uh, so finished with a 76, but it jumps up to 86 in his full 80-minute games. Benji? Uh, I, too, am going to go with Turbo. He's currently in my side. I don't think he'll leave. Um, still managed four games last year, over 100 points, two of them 150, over 150, that being 152 and 167. Obviously, like Lakey just said, all these injury-affected games affected his average and means he's underpriced for the season, so it's um, definitely turbo for mine. I'm going to go against the grain for you guys there. Obviously, James Tedesco was the first player I picked this season. 780k, I don't care what price he's at, he's in my side. Tommy Turbo's hamstrings, how can you trust them? So he could barely get into a run last season. That's going to be in the back of his mind the entire time. Hasn't played a preseason game, didn't play the nines, didn't do anything. He's going to have to go basically off the couch and onto the field. 715k price, that is so high. So high for a player that could barely stay on the park last season. James Tedesco is the premier fullback, premier player in Supercoach for a reason. He is locked in. <laughs> well talked. That absolutely nailed it. Kalen uh, Ponga and RTS go Lakey. Yeah, he's um, my starting fullback. I'm absolutely locking him in. Locking him in. He started at five eight last year and um, was bad. The nights were bad at the end of the year when he went real quiet as well. Um, and he gave up the kicking tee in about round twenty um, to Mason Lino. But between Rounds four and nineteen averaged eighty something, eighty plus. So he's going to be kicking this year, and he's underpriced. Lock him in. Um, I, to be honest, I probably like Ponga a little bit better, but I'm just going to go with RTS here. I think um, he is the only one in that team that can win them the game pretty much. I think if they if they go with Green and Nicarima in the halves, they're going to rely on. RTS just too much. He showed last year that if they need to rely on him, he comes through with the goods all the time. Started off 
so well. Everyone was just second-guessing whether they had him or not. I was pretty jealous of the people that did. I think he can do it again. Just hopefully he's um, okay after this little injury scare. Yeah, for mine, RTS just cannot keep carrying this side. And that's what he had to do all of last season. They've gotten even worse recruitment stakes. You've got Wade Egan there, as much as I love him. Uh, he's now feeding him the ball. It's just not looking good for the Warriors for mine this season. They've got Wooden Spoon written all over them. And RTS is like, off-season rumours about him going to Union and all this stuff. So he's quite heavily priced. So I've got to go, like, Kalen Ponger. It's slightly cheaper, if you were, looking at those sort of guys for fullback. But... Yeah, RTS just not liking him this year. Mike Sivo versus Nofaluma Lakey. Well, I love Sivo's early run, the Eels' early run, and um, but I'm just unsure of his legal issues at the moment, still hanging around. Um, should be all right for round one, but um, so I'll go with Nofo. Um, he and BJ apparently killed the trial. Um, was against the Warriors, but they look to have formed a pretty good combination, and I think they're only going to get better. And uh, the only thing that stopped me from picking Nofo is his price, so I'm going to go with him. Angie? Um, I'm with Nofo as well. Um, he averaged 65 last year, um, 32 points in base per game last year. He scored nine tries from the 14 games he played. Um, his price is very steep, but yeah, like Lakey said, he... He looks phenomenal in the trial game, and he only has 2% ownership, so pod territory. Yeah, absolutely. The stuff with Sivo just has second-year syndrome written all over it as well. Um, like He's gone out and absolutely killed it last season. We saw how well he went, um, and then he's gone and done this. So he's quite heavily priced, so is Nofo. But, yeah, that combination yesterday just had lethal as well. He just looks so good. So... Know how good Nofo went last year? He just looked, looks for hit-ups. He takes all the runs. He's now got a guy like Joey Leilua. He just needs to pass him the ball, basically, which it's not always great at, but uh, I can see a lot of upside for Nofo, and I can't see that price dropping too much. So Sivo looks a bit risky for mine, so locking in David Northaluma if I have to choose. Adam Dewey versus Zach Lomax. Lakey. Do I have to pick? <laughs> yes, no yeah. fence sitting. No, no fence sitting. I'm taking Lomax because just Dewey. There's reports today that Dewey's not even going to be starting. He's going to be uh, bench utility. So all over Lomax at that rate. He looked really good against some numpties in the first trial game. Um, not as good last time out in the charity shield, but still uh, goal kicking fullback. I think you've got to lock him in. Uh, yeah, definitely Lomax for mine. I really don't rate Dewey. I don't think he'll do very well this year at all. Um, Lomax looks phenomenal in that first trial game. Second one, not so good. But, yeah, it's playing that fullback role. we get plenty of plenty of runs, plenty of metres, and he's goal-kicking. And um, hopefully St. George can give him a few conversions to make. Big ask. I've got both of them in there, but, again, no fence sitting. So Zach Lomax for mine, just for everything you boys have said. So the fact he's goal-kicking makes him huge. Also, he's dual fullback, so who knows what's going to happen during the season where we can uh, shuffle him, but looks to have sewn that spot up there. Adam Dewey, fair few question marks in there at the moment. Still like Dewey from that cheap centre wing perspective, if you can nail down that fullback spot, um, but Lomax for mine is ticking far more boxes at this stage, although I said I'm going with both, so we'll see how that goes. Shot off a little bit early there, but Cameron Munster versus Cody Walker. Lakey. Uh, I already said, uh, like I'm a Walker fan, but I've already said to, in this pod that I'm um, a little bit concerned how he's going to handle the time with Latrell, so I'm going to go with Munster. Um, 
thought he was a bit of a flat track bully, but when I looked at his stats, he averaged 74 versus top eight teams versus 63 versus the bottom eight. And he scored stuff like 127 against South, 159 against Para, and 105 and 94 against Brisbane in his two matchups. So uh, with Cooper guiding him around, he looks even to go to a next level. Benji. Um. Yeah, I like Munster as well. I think um, he's just got that. He just showed against the boys the other day that he's just got a little kicking game going on as well. He's just he's just an absolute footballer, dominant runner. I think he'll just, yeah, I like him over Walker. I'm not too sure about what house house are going to go in the middle there. So I like Walker mid-year, and I would prefer Munster to start the season off. You sort of know what you're going to get with Cam Munster at the start here. He looks like he hasn't missed a trick in the off-season, hit the ground running well. Whereas Cody Walker's got a bit of a mix in his spine now, so he's got the trail moving there. It's going to take a little while to get combinations and everything sorted. So for mine, Cam Munster's more of a safe option. But you know if a guy like Walker, his price is going to go to 400 and then it'll go to 800 You just have to make sure you're on the crest of the wave when it's coming up. Uh, so for mine, Walker might be a great buy over the origin period if he doesn't make that blue side. Anthony Milford versus Michael Morgan Lakey. Yeah, I had to throw this one in for you, but um, I think I'm on the MILF train. As I said, my starting 5'8 at the moment. I do like what he can do when he gets his running game going. He doesn't have to guide the team around the park. Um, with Croft there, even in the trials, it looks like Croft's going to be taking on that role and just sort of steering and focusing on game management, whereas Milford is... Um, sort of sitting back and picking and choosing his spots a bit more. So if he can do that and he can run around some tired forwards, he looks like a bounce-back candidate. Thank you. Um, yeah, I like Milford as well. Um, you can only go by what he has produced lately. And his last, ga- uh, last 80-minute game from last season, he got 102. So he's an absolute gun. Is there a maroon and yellow <laughs> scarf that you're wearing underneath that crisp polo shirt there, Benny? I just um, don't like Milford that much. This year. <laughs> How could you say that? I'm sorry. Uh, last year, obviously, had him. I think most people had him from round one. Michael Morgan uh, had a similar price last season as well. Obviously, we saw how that fared. Uh, not ideally for anyone that still had him by round 24, like I did. Uh, but this year, Milford looked great in the trials. But I'm a Cowboy fan, so I've got to go Michael Morgan. Dual halfback, 5'8", tougher positions than the 5'8", fullback dual that Milf offers. Um, he's got his brother-in-law, Val Holmes, up there now. Um, he's... Had a terrible season with injury. Looks to have you know gotten over those sort of niggles and is ready to hit the ground running. We'll go for mine. Uh, Mitchell Moses versus Nathan Cleary. Same with Fergo thing. The Eels have a great draw to start with, obviously. Um, and you could sort of argue that Cleary's overpriced due to the 186 he put on the Knights in round 25, but I'm still going to go with Cleary. He's just a next level halfback option and um, miles ahead of anybody else in the position. He said he that 186 was absolutely top end, but he also had a 140 a few rounds before that against the uh, Sharks. So, Cleary for one. I feel like I'm just going to keep copying your picks. Like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I've got Cleary in my team. I'm picking him over Moses. He's, um, like um, I said about Munster, he's just an absolute footballer. He's going to take control of that team. Doesn't have Maloney with him this year. Um, he's goal kicking. He, he just ticks all the boxes for me. I just I, I don't know why. I, I think I thought Moses had a great year last year, but I just can't feel like I just can't trust him. Mm. And I can trust Cleary more. Another one where I've got both in the side already, so a tough one for me. But 
I guess by virtue of being 60k cheaper, Mitchell Moses and the form he looks in mm. at the moment. So obviously the upside there with Cleary is that he's got no Maloney there. But the Panthers, uh, they had a terrible year last season. Now a lot of pressure on him and his father to deliver there. Whereas Mitchell Moses, Parramatta, they look primed to go deep into this competition this season. Um, all the pressure on him. But he was finally consistent last year. Was he? he was always the roller coaster. So for mine, Mitchell Moses, 60k cheaper, he wins there. But I got a 14 point game in round 24. Uh, moving on, George Williams versus Billy Walters. Like, uh, I love Walters for the price, but I've got to go with Williams. He looks like he's set in uh, his role. So he'll be playing 80 minutes and he's got a super coach friendly game, as we spoke about earlier. Um, just don't know what Walters is going to do with Reynolds on the bench or if Harry Grant transfer actually goes through at some point. Um, Williams, you know, as long as he's performing, which is always a big ask of those Englishmen, so he'll be running 80. For me, it all comes down to how many minutes Walters plays. I'll go with him for this one. Uh, he made 31 tackles in the, in the limited minutes that he had against the Warriors. Um, I guess, obviously, in the nines, there was only nine people, but he looked pretty good in the tack as well. Um, haven't really seen too much from him, but I haven't seen anything from George Williams. So I'm just going to go with Walters. Agree with you there, Benny G. Just don't like these British guys coming over there. I know you said all this stuff about Canberra and that he's with all his brothers there, but his brothers. 330K, it's a lot of risk, uh, given how poorly he played in the trial and just how shaken up this Raiders side is. So... For mine, a guy like Billy Waltz is there, um, 201k, so he's already 120k cheaper. Um, halfback hooker jewel, interesting uh, kind of jewel positioning there. And could play 60 minutes. So consistent game time like that, uh, there is huge scope for a price rise from him there. So George Williams, two unknown, Billy Walters. Cam Murray versus Ryan Madison. Cam Murray versus Ryan Madison. I'm going Maddo. Um I just think he's coming to a new team, but he's playing the same sort of position and role he, he played before. So he's going to be um, – he had a career year last year with the Tigers, obviously made the switch over to a much better team in the Eels, and he'll be playing outside of um, Moses and feeding out to the better centre wings that he's got outside him there. So Matto for me. I'm going to go Cam Murray. Um I, I did write him off a little bit earlier in the year when I heard he went to second row, but I think he has the potential to play even more minutes. I think he averaged about 69 last year and 59 minutes, even though that was in the middle. I think with the the runs off Cook this year, I think he'll be probably one of Cook's favourites to run off him. So playing at that second row, I'm going to go with Cam Murray. Yeah, I agree with you there, Benny G. Um, Murray looked for work yesterday, which is all the signs he needed, and I reckon he's due for an uptick in minutes. He's got to take that forward back by the, what did you call it, the reins of the horn. The reins of the horn, yeah. So, Matto, for mine, there's too many chefs in the kitchen there. You've got Nathan Brown, you've got Sean Lane there. Um, he, I don't know whether he'll even play 80. There's just a lot of uh, competition for attacking points there. So, for mine, Ken Murray, despite the switch there, I reckon could maintain that price much likelier than Maddo could. So, Cam Murray for mine. Is anyone getting sick of that noise yet? Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Carrigan, Jaden Sewer. I'm on Carrigan. I think he's pretty much a lock, starting at the lock, um, and he's set for big things in the pack. He um, played one game last year where he's... Um, 
over 50 minutes. It was a 60-minute game, and he scored 70 points. So if he's getting around 60 um, and keeping up with that 1.1 PPM, he's going to be an absolute steal at only, what, 320K, something like that. Um, I can't get around Stewart. I just can't bring myself to get him. Yeah, I'm going with um, Carrigan as well. It's 326K. Um, Captain Carrigan, that is, just from the weekend. Um, he's, he's just an absolute beast. He's a monster. He's the Broncos' future. Um, there's just no comparison. I think Sua, his PPM is about 0.71, 0. 0.7, around 0. 0.75, I think it is, maybe 0. 0.79 from last year. But I just don't know how he's going to go with how many minutes, if um, Lowe's going to take minutes off him. Carrigan there, dual flexibility as well, um, around the same price. Jaden Seward doesn't have a great super coach pedigree from what we've seen. Uh, he's given plenty of chances there as well. Um, Paddy Garrigan's much younger, um, fair bit of movement around that Broncos side there. So uh, for mine, that dual flexibility sees him win over Seward there. But again, a lot of people will have both of them in their side. Um, but I just don't think we're going to see that massive a price rise from Seward this season. Wait for it. <laughs> just drag it out. <laughs> don't you so you can this play one, it. I don't think we need to tap on. One word answer, Lolo or Haas? Haas. Lolo. Lolo. Sure. Come on, mate. What There's more depth here? in the second row, mate. you got to go there. One word. Al <laughs> <laughs> versus Fafita. Which Fafita, Benny G? Not Daniel Fafita. Uh, Daniel Fafita from the Roosters? <laughs> Not Andrew Fafita. We're talking Davey Fafita. Marty Tafabi Fafita. Bronco Fafita. Um, I think you've got to go for Fida for his price, and he's just the way he finished at the end of last year. He just is an absolute stud. All Stars game, he absolutely broke that game open too with a run down the right hand side against some pretty lazy defense from Nico, I think. But still, that's the sort of thing he can do on any given day. Um, I am very interested in Tapao without AFB to start the year. I think he takes his game um, back up to those previous premier levels. But yeah, uh, David for me. Um, if AFB was out for longer, I might look at power a little bit more, but it's, yeah, David Fafita for me. Sure. Sweet. Benny G, just the way you like it. Uh, Marty Tapao for mine wins out. I know everyone's penciled in David Fafita into their side, but early doors, I reckon Tapao's going to, as you said, Lakey, he's got so much responsibility with this understrength pack. Um, I reckon we're going to see the Tapao of old, and he really just needs to go from beyond that like 45, 50-minute rubbish that... Um, they love playing him to 55-60. And his intensity doesn't drop in the extra minutes. He's got a huge motor. Um, really like him for these early doors rounds. And I would imagine in terms of uh, percentage ownership, he'd be much lower than Peter at this stage. Uh, Damien Cook versus Cameron Smith to round us out on the player v player. Off you go, Lakey. Got to go with Cook. Absolute premier. Uh, <laughs> sorry, am I done? <laughs> That was, that was quick. That was quick, yeah. No, Cook's the premier guy in hooker, and he's going to just – he'll average 5 to 10 better than um, Smith across the opening um, stages. Not that much more expensive. And as I said earlier, Smith's going to get some more rests. Yeah, it's definitely cookie for me. Um, pretty much exactly the same reason as Lakey just said. Um, Smith's just getting a little bit older. Don't know how – if he's going to play 80 minutes every week. I don't know if he's going to play at the hooker position each week. There's all different chats about what's going to happen with him. And um, Cook's just a gun. Yep, and I think we're finishing on the same note there. We're all Damien Cook 
uh, Cameron Smith too much question about him and where he'll sit for the majority of the season. As good as they were, as close as they were by the end, you'd just imagine Damien Cook's far younger. So uh, CS9 might begin be on his downfall. That rounds us out to the player v player, and I think we've gone way over, hardly shocking at all. So I guess to close out, it's been a big couple of weeks over the trial period, so probably more questions than answers, I would say, at this stage. Yeah. Uh, the big one is obviously going to be Teamless Tuesday uh, next week, so keep an eye out on the site there. We'll have plenty of content in the lead-up, roll out the last few of the team previews. Uh, Lakey, you're gearing up to put your captain's hat on again this year. That's it. Looking forward one. to it. Uh, Stilesy will be your man for all the late mail leading up to the massive round one. Uh, Benny G, you just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> He's gearing up for a wedding, mate. Yeah, well, that's it. He's about to get into married life in about a month's time. So I don't know how you're going to keep your super coach side going on that honeymoon, but uh, she knows what she's married into. You're a fantasy football guru. Uh, Mr. 400 from last year, so Guru, thanks, mate. got a lot to live up to. So it's been great to have our first three-way. Uh, we've lasted, what, an hour and say, start this again. 20 <laughs> minutes, covered a fair bit of ground. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, thanks guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.